0: how very much I've loved you, how very much I've tried my best to give you a good life. Welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addiction, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Da-da-da. Thank you for tuning in to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and this episode today is all about anxiety. I've gotten so many DMs and comments and requests to have an episode talking about anxiety and social anxiety and ways to get through it if it's really hindering your life or your day. Um, I know how that is. I've been suffering with anxiety since I was a child. And I went through a few really, really intense spurts of anxiety through high school and college, and even more recently, in my 20s. Um, You know, it's a journey in itself, and this episode, I just really get into my story with anxiety from a child all the way up through my late 20s, um, and recently. So. I go through kind of that story and then I go through things that have helped me. I also talk about being on medications and weaning off medications. I talk about therapists, I talk about anxiety coming in waves, I talk about different types of um, practices and rituals and routines that we can do to declutter our mind and help us get through even the worst spurts of anxiety. And these are all things that have helped me. I, I speak from 100% my own true experience, and I feel like I've been around the bush. You know, I've, I've, I've been in it. I've gotten through it a lot um, with different types of practices. Yes, I was on medication at one time. Um, I talk about yoga. I talk about little things that we don't realize that could really help us get through some of these anxiety spouts and I just really wanted to share all of that with you guys. Um, I know how rough it is. I know how, you know, pressure and expectations and, you know, I know how it is with jobs and family and relationships and all the things. So this episode is for everyone. I know that anxiety is not just a female thing. So if you have, you know, a male in your life who's also suffering, I talk a lot about just the nitty-gritty, p- things that people don't really talk about, and being young with anxiety, you know, it, it follows us throughout our life, so I hope that this episode um, helps you guys, and it really means a lot to me that you're just tuning in and even listening. Um, you can contact me on Instagram, Gypsy Love Flow, and yeah, let's just get right into the episode. Thanks for listening. I feel like anxiety is a buzzword now, and you hear it so much more now um, in this day and age, in healing and wellness, and now that emotional health and psychological health and therapy is becoming more accepted, which is amazing. I think that we are so lucky that we live in this day and age and this generation that is becoming so in tune with our emotions and our traumas and vulnerability. And I feel like a lot of people suffer with anxiety. And it's also one of those buzzwords that people might use, but they don't really know what it means, and I've gotten so many DMs and questions and comments about anxiety and panic disorder and social anxiety, so, yeah, here we go. Um, my most recent anxiety spells would be probably just when I'm at home and I feel, um, lot of anxiety when I hear noises outside in this neighborhood that I live in. Um, I definitely would not do well if I lived in New York because when I hear loud cars or speed racing or loud trucks or car alarms and sirens, it like instantly puts me in this layer of anxiety and irritability. Um, Loud noises are definitely one of the biggest factors when it comes to anxiety and panic disorder. It's just known to set us off. So, you know, if if you find yourself getting into an anxiety hole after hearing a loud noise, then that means that you just need to have some grounding and centering rituals to take you away from that noise. Um, And it could be Because of a number of reasons. Um, I'm not really sure why I get so set off when I hear car alarms and loud cars and speed racing and drag racing. I, I don't know why, but it just makes me so angry and so anxious. So we all have our things. But I think that anxiety means that you're definitely an empath. So if you are suffering with anxiety, you're probably most likely... An empath and anxiety is based around fear it's based around discomfort and focusing too much on the future or the unknown or controlling what is happening around us there's nothing we can do sometimes so we have to learn how to surrender and so many times when anxiety starts to roll in like a storm it's hard just to say okay i surrender like you know whatever It's way easier said than done, but take it from me, I've been through it all. So let's take it back to when my anxiety began as a child. I remember getting seriously so terrified about little things. I would get anxious about dance recitals and messing up on stage. I would get incredibly terrified for a particular modern dance class that I was in um, because the teacher was so intense she was this Israeli probably in her 30s um very very thin very toned reeked like patchouli and oils and weed and this was before I even knew like what any of that was and I didn't even have the vocabulary to like label it like that but now that I look back that was her her name was Megan and she was this she had a thick thick Israeli accent and she um she tended to call me out a lot and made me feel like I was the worst dancer in the room. She would constantly nitpick my body. She would try to adjust my body when I was in when I when I was doing combinations and stretches, and she made me really overthink the way that my body was aligned in a lot of the postures and and dance moves. Um, so I think that subconsciously planted a seed of unworthiness and negative body image, which also, you know, is based around anxiety because then I started to judge my body and I was probably the shortest, smallest one in all of my classes, tiny, and I wanted to have long legs and I was like, I was comparing my body when I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, um, I also remember an entire summer when I was, I think, 11 or 12 years old of obsessing, obsessing the entire summer about how in September I was going to have to go to the orthodontist to get braces, and I was so fucking overwhelmed with how uncomfortable and painful the process was going to be, and I also felt really weird whenever I went to that office because I remember the only time I went was to get my impressions, which is like the molding of your teeth. And I remember almost vomiting and choking and gagging and they didn't care. They just stuck that shit in my mouth and that traumatized me for some reason. Like I couldn't breathe and it it gave me a severe panic attack. So that stayed with me all summer and I was dreading the fact that I had to go back there and get another impression and get braces and... It was just nuts how how scared I was, and <laughs> I was just obsessing about it all summer. I remember I remember the summer, I, I was at my grandmother's in Florida, and I remember um, constantly talking about this to my cousin and my grandmom, and they were like, okay, we get it, all right already, we get it, and it's just like, I was such a young kid, and I was just so... I was so neurotic and I was just so scared and anxious, but I didn't know, I had no idea what, what was going on. Um, depression also trickled into my life after my parents divorced, which I think depression and anxiety are directly correlated. Um, I was lied to about a lot of things. Um, With their divorce and moving and all that so I feel like that sort of planted the seed of anxiety as well I was confused. I felt betrayed. I was lied to and you know, obviously that's gonna make a kid nervous and feel uneasy. I guess that's the best word that I could describe as anxiety when I was a kid. I just felt uneasy and You know, it really got a lot worse when I got into high school. Um, I felt uneasy almost every day. I felt uneasy in my body. I felt a dark shadow next to me all through middle school and high school. And in high school, my depression really kicked into full gear and how my family was broken and I held a lot of resentment towards my mother and my stepfather. My mom, unfortunately, had to file bankruptcy when I was, I think, 12 or 13. Yeah, maybe a little younger. I'm not sure. But um, this actually forced us to move out of the house that my mom had after the divorce. And we had to move in with her boyfriend, who is now my stepfather. um, And they've been married for a pretty long time. And we have a good relationship now. But um, so we were living 45 minutes away from my high school, which really made me severely anxious and terrified that my school was going to find out that I didn't live in like the actual town that my high school was in, because like that's illegal, I'm pretty sure. And I remember my mom like trying, trying to make it seem like it was OK that that we lived in this other town, but I knew that it it just didn't feel right. And I felt like we had to hide. I felt like I was always hiding something and I had a secret. I didn't wanna get kicked out of my high school. I didn't want them to find out that I was living in a completely other different town. So we were using someone else's address, I'm pretty sure. So that, that made me feel like I was an outsider and I had anxiety whenever I was at school. But I don't think that my anxiety was just based around that. I mean, like, there was other things um, going on, and I, I sort of felt like I was going crazy in high school, which I pretty much was. With the divorce and depression and pills, it started to really take a toll on my, my psyche. I was young, and I was put on various different anti-anxiety medications like Ativan, Clonopin, Xanax. Um, well butrin, Paxil, the list goes on. Uh, I was also on a couple forms of antidepressants um, because I didn't really handle the divorce well but I don't think that that was the right route and I'm not blaming my parents because they didn't know any better and they were raised a certain way and they were just trying to help me and they just didn't know how and you know we weren't None of this generation or my parents' generation knew too much about, like, anxiety and depression. So I really don't blame them at all. And I'm just – I'm trying to leave my past behind and just have gratitude that I got through it and that I'm very, you know – knowledgeable in this kind of stuff now and that I can come on this podcast and share my experience because everything I talk about is from my actual life experience I never talk about anything that I don't know shit about so everything and every topic that I speak about is coming from my heart and my true experiences so that I can help people who are in the same boat um So, all throughout high school, like I said, I was pretty much on a psych pill cocktail at all times. I felt like I was losing my clarity. I felt like my thoughts were invasive. I would think about death a lot. I would think about, you know, sad things a lot. I would think about my childhood and my parents and how I used to be happy a lot. I would think about my body. I would obsess, um... And, th- and overthink about food and, and what I was going to eat or what I didn't want to eat. So it was just like an obsession about what, what I was putting in my body. Um, I think that I developed uh, body dysmorphic disorder at a very young age, especially because of dance. Um, and... I think this was actually the portion of my life before drugs and alcohol. So this was between the ages of 13 to, I would say, like, you know, 16. Um, this was the pre-partying in high school phase. So I would go to the gym after school. I would, I would make my mom drive me to the gym. And I remember that euphoric feeling of, of working out and how I would feel after, like, exhausting my body. It was the only thing that made me feel okay. I would exhaust my body. It felt so good. I was ready to face the discomfort of being at home with my mom, my stepdad, and my sister because I didn't feel uh, happy and comfortable there. So my way of getting into a mental space that felt more okay with that scenario was working out and doing cardio and reading fitness magazines and... um just diving into that kind of realm so that I could keep my mind focused and busy. And I remember I was obsessed with fitness and health magazines and learning about diets and learning about, um, food and like, it was, it was good because I was, I was staying busy and yeah, that's just what I was doing. So I feel like a lot of people kind of probably did that when they were that age. Um, now in this time in my life I actually like right now I, I have a really good relationship with my stepdad. He's a cancer survivor and my relationship with my mom and my sister is getting better and better. So just to paint you a picture like this is how it was when I was in high school because I was I was very emotional. I was very angry and confused as as to why um, I wasn't being listened to. But back to anxiety. So, my anxiety attacks began happening in high school almost every day, and I would just not feel okay enough to be in class. Like, I would go to the nurse's office frequently whom was this neurotic, you know, young nurse who she was nice to talk to. I feel like she um she definitely cared about me. Um, but I would go there and I I think the anxiety was actually making me feel sick and very fatigued. I think that my mental state and the pills and my anxiety was traveling into my gut and giving me inflammation. And now that I think back to it, it's like, I just wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of my body. I wasn't aware of what was going on at all. And I, I felt so delusional, um, it got to the point where I had to actually get approval and doctor's notes so that I could go to the nurse's office whenever I had anxiety attacks. And I'm pretty sure I got out of gym because that whole thing with like, you know, getting changed and putting on gym clothes and then going outside and then putting your clothes back on, like that gave me a severe, severe panic. Um, so I got the okay to like go hang out in the nurse's office, and I just got exempt from gym for, like, a couple years. So, yeah. I remember when my mom first introduced me to the idea that I was depressed and had anxiety. She encouraged me to watch this video. I think it was a DVD. Maybe it was a cassette. Maybe it was one of those, like, old school, like, videotapes, but I'm not sure. Um, but it was a woman talking to the camera about anxiety and depression and she was talking in a very calming way and, you know, even though it was calming, it sort of made me feel uneasy watching it. I was only 13 or 14, maybe 15. I forget what she even said, but I do think that she did some deep breathing and positive affirmation talks in the video, so that was when I was kind of introduced to the whole like depression and anxiety thing and like the fact that my mom even had the openness to get that DVD for me and you know kind of put it there for me and make me feel like it's okay and I can watch it like I'm really happy that that she is that kind of person because from the beginning I I never felt like Ashamed for being depressed and anxious like it was just what was going on and I just was confused, but It's really beautiful to think that she You know really put herself into that position and tried to help me from the very beginning and I think that I get my empathy and anxiety from her. She's definitely an empath. I think that deep down inside she is also clairvoyant and we've never really had a conversation about this, but like when I've heard her talk about stories when she was a kid, like I definitely feel like she's kind of been clairvoyant her entire life, but she just doesn't really know it. But I'm actually thinking about bringing her on the podcast and maybe having a conversation about that kind of stuff and her childhood. So let's fast forward to college. Um, By this time, my addiction to Valium was, you know, really happening. And between the ages of 18 to 22, I was on Valium almost every day. And even after college, in my mid-20s, I went through a phase of needing little pieces of generic Xanax just to get through my waitressing shifts. Every day was different, though. Some days I needed, you know one whole pill and some days I needed a little chunk. Um, In college, I remember needing little pieces of Valium just to get me through the class or the project or the speech, but even more so when I smoked weed. Um, I used to smoke weed a lot in high school and then the first year of college, but then it got to a point when I would smoke weed and I would get super crazy anxiety attacks to the point that I would think my throat was closing up and I couldn't swallow. At this point, I was living in a house full of my guy friends who always smoked and drank, so I kind of just thought that that was normal and I basically was doing it to fit in and it was just the norm, it was around me always. And I would never tell anyone that I was having one of these throat-closing panic attacks. Um, instead, I would just go get up, take half of Valium, walk around, and hope it worked, which it usually did. Valium made me feel like shit, and I didn't realize it. Valium made me feel lethargic and puffy and delusional. It made me have anger and mood swings. It made me feel brain fog, and I honestly think that it made my depression even worse. It made me feel like I was floating out of my body. It suppressed my emotions and made me just not healthy. I drank, I did drugs, I didn't eat well. And mind you, this is all still when I had my thyroid condition, and I I still have it today, too. Properly for my body, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with how I was feeling inflamed and um, puffy and all that, too. But I wasn't aware of any of those things yet, and this was in 2010 like, or 2009, so like this was before all that shit was going on in the health craze. But um, it made me feel disconnected and like. It definitely took me away from any like higher power that I'm connected to now. And when I stopped taking those types of things, that's when my mind actually felt the clearest and like had the most clarity. Um, sometimes I wish that I had dis- discovered yoga in college because then maybe I would have gone through teacher training way sooner than I did. Maybe if I found yoga in college then I wouldn't have even finished fashion school and I would have you know who knows you can't change the past but it really it really blows my mind how much yoga has helped but yeah um so through college and Even when I um, moved to LA for those few years, I was on and off generic Valium and Xanax. Um, But I wasn't really having panic attacks. You know, once in a while if I felt anxiety um, or really bad insomnia, then I would take it. But um, I wasn't having like too bad of anxiety attacks. It was just like a little like layer of anxiety each day. But once I began doing hot yoga regularly and deep breathing exercises every day and doing more movement and going to the gym and using saunas, that's when my anxiety really felt like it was diminishing. Um, The heat in the yoga studio in hot yoga classes literally forces the mind to focus in on the body and the intention and the breath and all the chaos and all the noise happening in my life was just starting to like dissipate hot yoga helped me deal with deep emotional work and it felt like layers of my anxiety were just getting peeled away each class that I took I felt lighter each class that I took and I felt like my body was opening up like this deep crazy intense trauma I remember crying so hard every time that we went into pigeon and i didn't understand why but i just did i just cried and i i hoped that nobody would notice i hope that the teacher wouldn't notice but i'm sure they did um so yeah i quickly realized that i felt the least anxious the more hot yoga and gym and sauna and hiking i did so You know, that's what I started incorporating into my life. More movement, more warm yoga classes, and sweating. Sweating is seriously the one thing that helps me release anxiety and discomfort and stress. If you sweat a little bit every day or move a little bit every day, like go and take a walk while listening to a podcast or walk your dog or run around the block just like two or three times, That little bit of movement is what's going to help release toxins and stress and cortisol, and it'll really make a difference. And it's totally normal to feel anxiety come in waves. At different times of your life, you're going to feel different levels of anxiety, like depending on your living situation and your friends and If you have roommates or your relationship or if you are, you know, lacking money or your job, like these are all things that are directly correlated to your anxiety level. And when we feel like we're not happy and we don't have control over the elements that is that's happening around us, then that trickles into our psyche and then it gives us this panic. It gives us this anxiety it's just how it is. Before we get into the rest of the episode, I wanted to share a CBD company that helps me with my anxiety, and it's Tonic CBD. And I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about Tonic before, but since this is the anxiety episode, I really wanted to. Let you guys know how much CBD has helped me get through my anxiety. Like, it's insane. When I started taking CBD products about a year and a half ago to two years ago, I felt the shift and the anxiety lift instantly. And I know that sounds crazy. If none of you have tried tried CBD yet, um, I promise you I wouldn't be raving about CBD if it didn't help me. And I'm a living prime example of how much CBD can actually be a mental, therapeutic way of tapping into our our healing, our, our inner healing, and so that we can just start to do the work and move on with our lives and get through the day with easier intentions and just do little things throughout the day with grace. because take it from me it was so hard for me just to get through the day when I had severe anxiety I had to constantly stretch I had to constantly drink caffeine I had to constantly listen to music I was so sporadic and I'm just really really grateful that I have CBD in my life so tonic CBD is one of my favorite companies and I love their OG tincture and the chill tincture The OG tincture is one of the best tinctures that they have. Um, It's got hemp extract, ashwagandha, which is also really good for depression. It's got black seed oil, MCT oil, which is really good for brain function, and pure maple. So it's a sweet, nice, light tincture. And I take this one in the morning and during the day. I even take it before I teach yoga because it kind of gives me this like sense of awakening and balancing and it's just a really nice way to get have a little pick-me-up in the morning afternoon evening um, it helps me stay creative it helps me stay clear and and have this like motivation kind of vibe throughout the day so if you haven't tried it before I really recommend go and check them out on Instagram their Instagram is at tonic underscore cbd so you just go on instagram and type in tonic underscore cbd and if you are buying anything go ahead and use my discount code gypsy love at checkout and yeah i hope that you like the products it's a female-owned company it's a she does an amazing job I think that we need to support more local and small businesses. She created it all by herself, and what she's doing is amazing. Um, Tonic CBD on Instagram, and use my discount code, gypsylove, at checkout. So, yeah, as I just mentioned in that um, little ad, I love CBD CBD has transformed my life quite literally and I was at the point that I just felt like I was always gonna be crazy I was always gonna have anxiety and this is just how it is I was I was ready to surrender and just call myself the anxiety crazy person for the rest of my life and once I started incorporating CBD into my routine and using it and doing yoga and doing a lot more yin yoga and restorative yoga and deep breathing and movement and outside walking and running and using the sauna, that's when I started feeling a difference. I started feeling like I was getting a handle of my mind. And to take it back just a little bit, um, if you're wondering how I got off of. Anxiety medications, I I weaned myself off. So, I would say about two years ago, I decided that I was done. I didn't want to be on this generic Xanax anymore, and I just started lowering it and lowering it and lowering it. And it's been a really long time since I've taken it. Probably two years. Um, I still probably have a bottle somewhere just for emergencies but I don't need it I have CBD CBD is literally a fucking god's end it's it's magic in a bottle and I I know that people might might feel like that sounds a little bit wooey but I don't fucking care it's it has helped me get out of the darkest time of my life and if you've been following me on Instagram for a while you'll see you've seen how I've I've healed this past year. Um, So yeah, I weaned myself off. I didn't, you know, come off of it cold turkey or anything. And if you're thinking about wanting to get off of your anti-anxiety or even your antidepressant, definitely go to your medical professional doctor and make sure that you have um, some guidance and you're not just doing it on your own because there are precautions and there there are side effects for going off of medications cold turkey especially benzos and I remember um when I started lowering it yeah of course I felt a little weird I felt a little you know loopy and you're gonna have spurts of anxiety of course because your body is used to that that substance but you need to retrain yourself to not have to go and and reach for that pill go and reach for some cbd go and reach for some essential oils go and take a hot shower there's so many things that we can do to get through um panicky and anxiety moments um i think What's key is to have a set plan on what you need to do in order to feel content and in charge because overthinking will always lead to anxiety. If it's your job or your work or your projects that's giving you anxiety, then you need to start being more organized with like what's due and what's expected and what dates do you need to have this done? Like make a plan of action, make lists, use your iPhone notes to make lists each day if that if that helps. Um, I've been doing this and I found out like last year that in iPhone notes there's a way to make separate folders and then you can actually make notes in each folder and have them labeled and just have all of your notes and your projects and everything organized. I know that when When I'm organized in my iPhone notes, my mind feels organized. It's just like having all your folders all put together and in topics and genres, and it's just nice. You can create a vision board of your plan of action. So if there is a bunch of things that that you want to do and it's giving you a lot of anxiety, get it out of your head and put it on paper so that you can see it. And right now, I'm actually looking at my two vision boards right now. They're on my wall. Um, And I just used a Sharpie and I just wrote it all down in lists and different fonts and different sizes and made it all like pretty and nice. And I wrote down all of my desires and everything that I'm trying to bring into my life and all the things I'm asking of the universe. So it's nice to see it on your wall and I'll I'll write I'll um pick take a picture of it and I'll post it in my Instagram story so you guys can see what I mean. But have a plan of action. So instead of just writing, oh I want money, write down how you're going to get money. What companies are you going to apply to What are you going to get put together? Are you going to work on your resume? Are you going to put together a cover letter or a press kit? Are you going to reach out to companies on Instagram? Are you going to start reaching out to people that you know? You could write out a mock text or a mock email or a mock DM and have it saved and copy and paste that shit and send it to people, companies, companies, people who you want to collaborate with, people who might know um, and have connections that would help you find a better job, like whatever it is, you just need to put that out there, formulate it into words, into pictures, into lists, like be a little bit OCD. I feel like that's really good for people with anxiety. Um, It it just helps us release the anxiety and, and organize it. I've been decluttering my home a lot. I've been getting rid of shit. I've been getting rid of clothes, dishes, cups, um, boxes, pills, and supplements that have, that are old. Um, just things that I don't need. Clutter. Getting rid of items that gives me any sense of anxiety when I look at them. For example, my, um, my bed and my bedding. I just got new bedding. I got a couple new pillowcases and a blanket because my bed wasn't feeling comfortable to sleep in anymore. My sheets were old, they felt gross, my blankets felt grimy, my pillowcases didn't match. I th- threw them out and I went to Home Goods. I bought a blanket, a sheet set, and a silk pillowcase from eBay, and all of these things were under $60. Okay. I have been sleeping amazing now, and I also sleep with three crystals in my bed. The silk pillowcase is really nice. It's kind of like a luxury item, and it was 20 bucks on eBay. But it feels nice on your face. It's good for your hair. It's good for your skin. And see, it's, it's the little things, and we need to make our living environment feel comfortable. And for people with anxiety, if we are hoarding things, that's going to... To make us feel cluttered and overwhelmed in our mind, we need to have like a nice, clean, open, clear space. Less is more. Candles, sage, palo santo, use all these things, incense, to ground and center yourself. Write down every day your lists, your your desires, your goals. Um, it could be big, small, like just. Get your thoughts out on paper so that they're not stuck in your brain and that way you can just let that shit flow out and then you can focus on, you know, feeling good. Taking your your supplements, taking your CBD, don't drink a lot of caffeine, that shit's going to make you feel even worse, okay? Drink teas, drink mushroom adaptant and powders, um... Drink reishi and ashwagandha powders, but try to limit your caffeine. Like, seriously, this has been helping me so much. I don't drink caffeine anymore, and if I do, I drink it once a week um, because I'm teaching, like, two classes in a row or something like that. But the less caffeine you have, the more relaxed vibes you have within you. I promise. I, I literally promise you. If you're, if you're hoarding anything and you... You subconsciously know that when you look at those things, it gives you anxiety and you don't need them. Throw them the fuck away. CBD everything. CBD tinctures. You can put CBD in your tea. You can put CBD on your body. You can literally use CBD all fucking day long, okay? There's no way to overdose on CBD. There are so many different options nowadays and you can find all the way up to like 3,000 milligrams of CBD in a bottle and you can find really um, not as strong tinctures. Maybe the whole bottle has like 100 milligrams. So whatever kind of budget you're on, you can find CBD for your budget. Go to my Instagram, Gypsy Flow. click on the link in my profile. It says Linktree and you're going to see every company that I have tried and every company that I legit actually like their products click on whatever link and then it's going to bring you to their page and i have a discount code for every company in that tree link um so go like you have no reason to not try cbd um everyone who's tried it has had great results i bring it to my yoga classes and everyone loves it it's just worth a shot if you have nothing to lose if you don't want to be on medications then get out of your comfort zone and try it cbd is the one main reason why i feel like i got a handle on my anxiety end of story that's just how it is other ways to um, cope with anxiety there are a lot of youtube meditation videos i've been trying to get more into gabby bernstein's kundalini videos because she is like a new age guru and she has a new fresh kind of new wave um approach to kundalini and i've been trying to really get more into kundalini um kundalini is a lot of breath work a lot of arm work and a lot of repetition and i've heard so many amazing things that kundalini like really opens your chakras, your your third eye, your throat, your heart, like it's unleashing a lot of energy and I can't wait to get more into Kundalini. Um, I'm for sure going to do as many Kundalini workshops as I can at Envision um, because as you know, I am working for Envision on their marketing team and I'll be there in February and March working for the festival and I can't wait to just dive into as many workshops as physically possible Um, but for now YouTube is really great for um, guided meditations and relaxing calm meditations like that's that's my shit another way to help if you're having like a really icky and yucky feeling um, and panic attack is coming showers water on the face is known to help with anxiety and panic attacks taking a shower and visualizing the anxiety and the dirt energy washing off of your body breathing in the warm steam dropping a few drops of lavender or lemongrass or eucalyptus oil in there is really good so maybe take take a nice big dose of cbd and go take a shower and i fucking promise you you're probably going to feel better I like to bring my speaker in the bathroom and listen to a podcast when I'm in the shower, listen to music when I'm in the shower. Like, make it an experience. Make it, like, a lavish and lush and amazing experience that you really enjoy. Like, don't rush. Your showers should feel long and luxurious and just amazing other things that can help you when you um, are having phases of anxiety okay limit the netflix and the movies and the shows i personally this is what's been working for me i'm not saying this is for everybody but i have swapped netflix pretty much completely and i've just been listening to podcasts all day long and I even sometimes can't listen to music like I don't know what's been going on but I I limit the amount of music that I listen to now during the day and I I enjoy listening to podcasts like all day all night and then when I go and teach yoga and I have my playlist and my music and everything it's like it feels that much better because I, I like stepped away from music and I feel like podcasts are more nourishing and they're really good for your mind and really good for unlocking creativity and feeling not alone. And sometimes music is great when you're feeling emotion and when you're having like a really low day and you just need to, to listen to, to sad music. Or maybe you, you need like some, some heavy music if you're cleaning and you need some like electronic music. Like there's, there's a time and place for all of that. But for me, um, in the past like five months, podcasts have been my go-to and um, I will link my favorite podcasts in the show notes I'll just list my favorite ones that have been helping me a lot and there's certain podcasts that help me go to sleep there's certain podcasts that I like to listen to in the morning just like music Um, podcasts have different moods and I have been really enjoying finding a routine Um, With what kind of podcasts I'm listening to at certain times of the day. It's really nice to um, listen to podcasts, especially when you're at the gym, when you're running. My recent obsession is my Bluetooth headphones and putting on a podcast and leaving my phone Um, outside of the sauna and going in the sauna and stretching and doing yoga to my podcast like that is has been like nourishing my soul and like just giving me life (laughs) like I can't explain it I just feel so fucking good when I'm when I'm doing that it's like I'm connecting to my body I'm stretching I'm breathing really deep because of the the heat and I'm listening to information and nourishing my my soul and my mind with really nice and engaging conversations about wellness and depression and anxiety, and it just it makes me feel like so good, like I'm doing myself good when I'm when I'm doing those types of things. Um, like I said before, if you are trying to get off of medical medication, um, go see your medical professional um, you know start lowering it very slowly. If on the other hand you feel like you need medication that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that and if you feel like that's really going to help you then again go see your doctor, talk to them, tell them exactly how you feel, maybe do a little bit of research on your own and, and look around at what options are there Um, as far as medication goes and what kind of side effects come with them and what has good reviews and whatnot and start with a low dose. See how you feel after three weeks to a month. Remember that it's your body. You're in control and if you don't like the way that it's making you feel, you can always switch it up. It's not the doctor's say of how long and what medication you're going to stay on you are the one whose body it is and you are the one who has to communicate with your doctor or else they're not going to know they're not going to care they're worried about writing prescriptions and seeing people and rushing people and it's just not fun um to to come into the present moment right here right now I am going through little spouts of anxiety because I'm moving out of my house on January 31st. That's when my lease is up, and I've been in this house for two and a half years. And it's, it's been stressing me out, imagining getting everything packed up and selling my shit and painting and fixing the house. I've, I've been in here for a while, getting a storage unit. Um, it's just, it's good, and it's just scary because... When you've lived in a place for so long, it's it's hard it's hard to see any other option. And I have my cat. And you know, in February, I'm diving into the unknown. Um, I'm gonna be going to to Costa Rica to work at the at Envision Festival, and I think I'm gonna be there for a few weeks, maybe even a month. I'm not really sure. And I don't know where I'm staying exactly when I'm there, um, they haven't really told us yet, Um, and I'm terrified that I'm not going to be able to have my routines and my rituals and working out and the sauna, and I'm going to be put into a place of uncertainty, and that creates so much anxiety, but um, that's what the job is coming with, and I've committed and I'm gonna learn from this experience and hopefully it's going to lead me to another job and meet people and maybe it's going to open up a new channel of opportunity Um, you know it's gonna be a strengthening experience but it's necessary to get out of my comfort zone and into the unknown because right now I'm in my comfortable routine and my jobs and my home and this podcast and you know so when I return after the festival I'm going to come back to Miami in early March and I'm going to need to find a new living arrangement so either an apartment or a room to rent money is always a scary thing that creates anxiety um, and I'm just hoping that I can find the perfect living situation that you know me and my cat can call a new home but my anxiety runs and takes over and worries that I will be homeless and you know where where will me and my cat go who will I stay with where what about all my clothes and how am I gonna be if I have to couch surf like am I gonna be traveling around with a suitcase and who can I rely on to open their home to me it's it's overwhelming but it's what's happening and I can't fight it I can't keep standing in the way of opportunities that come in into my path just because I'm scared. Um, and it would be stupid for me to rush into an apartment right now before like before I go to Costa Rica because I just that's just not my style. I can't rush and find an apartment right now. i that would that alone would just like give me panic attacks every day. And I don't really want to pay for a first last security situation and then not be there for a month like that's just kind of a waste of money so I'm leaving my cat with either my mom or my ex to take care of while I'm gone and then my anxiety rolls in and and my fear of losing him my fear of him getting sick or something happening to him my fear of being alone and not with him because he's my emotional support animal As I'm speaking, right now, in this moment, he's next to me, staring at me in my eyes. And he's my best friend, and I feel like being away from him for two weeks when I went home for Thanksgiving was almost traumatizing. Uh, But I need to wake up, and I need to just realize that everything is temporary, and i can't hide in a, in a cocoon forever i need to flourish i need to grow i need to take work opportunities and this this is not just me talking about myself this is this is me speaking to you guys as well you guys need to flourish you need to grow you need to take opportunities and take everything with gratitude and abundance and I think that's the key with anxiety is, is understanding that it's temporary and understanding that we are in control and that we can't latch on to the future so much because that's where anxiety stems from. It passes. It always does. You know, being able to reach that thought even though you're going through a high anxiety moment, that's what's going to get us out of the panic hole ways that I cope with anxiety, my, my biohacks, my, my go-tos, I think I've said all of these, but just going through it again, movement, the gym, sauna, tea, going for a walk, always having my iPhone with me and, and writing in my iPhone notes, always having headphones, always having headphones, because if noises, and chaos and people's conversations. Um, that if that's what's going to trigger you, have two pairs of headphones at all times when you leave your house. If one dies, you have a backup. Um, call a friend. Call anyone. There's also um, an app called Self Help that I'm actually very intrigued to try. Um, It's one of those therapist apps, and I think that I'm going to try to reach out to them and see if they'd be interested in partnering with me and maybe being a sponsor, maybe being my first sponsor, who knows? Because the companies that I talk to and my little ads, they're not paying me, just FYI. Um, But it would be cool to have a sponsor that paid me. So if you are a company owner or a small business owner and you're looking to get your company out there and you think that I would vibe with what you do send me an email or send me a DM Um, I'll put my information in the show notes and um, I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting some sponsors in the future so that I can keep this podcast running and and not go broke Um, but yeah if I if I try that app the um, the self-help app and I like it I'll let you guys know because I'm like probably the pickiest person when it comes to choosing a therapist and but that's one of my new year's resolution goals is to find a therapist so I'm really hoping that I can find one because therapy is a really nice perk as well on top of medication if, if you need medication that's that's fine, but I think that therapy is what's going to unlock and help us reach awareness and not just put a band-aid over our emotions and get ourselves out of, like, the brain fog and bring clarity and, and release some of the confusion that we have that comes with anxiety. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to hopefully finding a therapist if you if any of you guys live in Miami and know a really cool therapist who knows a lot about spirituality and astrology and energy work um, send them my way because my fear is that I'm gonna like go into a therapist appointment and I'm gonna like start dropping these like buzz these buzzwords like my Saturn return and you know my my sign and my moon and my rising and this and that and whatever and I'm just scared that they're gonna like not even know what a Saturn return is and if if that were to happen I would probably be like okay I'm out I'm done I wouldn't even pay for the fucking session and I would just like literally leave Because I don't have time to waste. I'm not wasting my energy. I'm not wasting my words. I talk all day long when I teach. I talk a lot on these podcasts. And I'm not trying to waste my vocal cords and my throat chakra energy. By sitting and talking about shit that I don't want to talk about. Anyways. I hope that this episode is what you needed to hear. And I hope that my story about anxiety um, makes you feel not so alone because I know how it is. I really do. Thank you so so much for tuning into that really vulnerable again episode of the Vibe Within. Uh, anxiety truly does affect everyone. Nobody's perfect, and. There are ways to get through it. The only way out is through, and we just have to know what things work for us, what things trigger us, and just flow through the motions. And I know that's easier said than done, but you know what I mean. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are vibing with this episode, screenshot, tag me. Please go rate and review if you can. That really means the world to me because since this is a new podcast, all the reviews and ratings actually bumps my podcast up to the top when people are looking for a self-help or health podcast. So the more you guys share and the more you guys review and rate, the better it is. Um, I'm not doing this podcast for money. I do it um, just because. Because I enjoy it. Because... It makes me feel good, it makes me feel whole, and it makes me feel like I can connect with you guys on a deeper level than just pictures and text on Instagram. Um, You know, it seems like everybody's an influencer these days, and that's not all I am. I love to, to talk with people, I love to have engaged conversations, and really just be real I just want to help people I just want to help myself and help people and it's a two-way road so share with your friends your family uh, your co-workers whoever you might think needs to hear this type of episode because like like I said we all kind of suffer with anxiety at one time or another in our lives If you need to get a hold of me, you can follow me on Instagram, gypsyloveflow. You can always email me at gabcoen at gmail.com. You can send me questions and you can send me topics that you'd like to hear about on this this podcast. Uh, Thank you again. It means the world to me that you're tuning in and sharing space and time with me. Uh, Have a great day, night, morning, whatever time it is. And we will talk soon. Love you.